0: Welcome to Digging Into the Pet Industry, the podcast helping you navigate and learn about the $100 billion pet industry. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Nancy Hassel, and this podcast is brought to you by American Pet Professionals, otherwise known as APP. The only organization that caters to all pet professionals, helping pet entrepreneurs grow their businesses since 2009. This is the podcast where we dig in with pet entrepreneurs every week to find out what works for their pet businesses. I also created this podcast after 20 years in the pet industry to give you guys ideas, know-how, simple step-by-step strategies, and even some thought-provoking marketing concepts that you can apply to your own pet business. If you're in the pet industry 20 plus years, or if you're just starting out, you're in the right place, pet pros. Let's dig in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another solo episode of Digging Into the Pet Industry. And today I'm going to be teaching you and speaking to you about how to become a speaker in the pet industry, right? Attending all those pet industry events, being in a breakout session, maybe you're on the main stage, maybe you're part of a panel session. So I'm going to go over five tips that I think will help you if you've never been a speaker before, or if you're speaking already in your pet business, and you're thinking, I want to do more with speaking, I feel comfortable in front of people speaking. And if you stay until the end, I'm going to give you a couple of quick story times of some funny speaking experiences that could have been terrifying um, that I've actually gone through. Okay, so here we go. Five tips on how to become a speaker in the pet industry. And they're kind of long tips as my tips usually are. So number one, I would say to you, start with where you are at. What do I mean by that? So you may want to speak at a pet industry event, but have you ever spoken in front of anyone from, say, let's say 50 to 500 people or more? If your answer to that is no, I think you should start with where you're at. You can start with where you're at by hosting an event within your pet business location, or maybe you're a dog trainer, or a pet sitter, or somebody that doesn't have a brick and mortar. You can either cross promote with a pet business, you can host an event at a library and be the speaker. As long as you promote it properly, you'll get people there. Um, So this will help you if you want to become a speaker. And guess what? If you're already speaking as, let's say, a dog trainer in a training session, you're already doing that at every dog training class, whether it's a one-on-one dog training, puppy kindergarten, um, agility classes, you are speaking, right? So it doesn't matter if there's one person or 20 people in your class, you are already a speaker. So start with where you're at and think about how you can correlate what speaking sessions you're already doing into a breakout session at a pet, a pet industry event or on a stage at a pet industry event. And that's a lot of what can be intimidating, right? You might be a dog trainer in your comfort zone, you're used to doing the 20, 30 classes, one-on-ones, or a pet sitter, or maybe you're teaching pet first aid and CPR, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you have to go up on stage with a PowerPoint presentation and do all the things and engage your audience and do a good job. It can be really intimidating. I have faith in you. I know that you can do it. So I'm not saying don't go for it. Go for it and pitch yourself to be a speaker at a larger event. If you're comfortable and confident, just go for it. I think having that speaking experience on a smaller scale will help you. And if you don't have it, that's why I always say, start with where you're at. You know, Teach more classes, make it more structured. Uh, Maybe you're very relaxed in your dog training classes, if it's not super structured, think about if you were sitting in an audience at a session in a breakout room learning from that speaker, what would you hope to learn? So if you think about it in that context, it can help you. So I was speaking for at least one year before I started pitching myself. And I was already speaking twice a month for a responsible dog ownership class that I actually created and started. And we also had dog trainers, and veterinarians in the class, and then some small business entrepreneurial events local to where I live. That was 15 years ago. So it took me some time before I had the confidence to really start pitching myself to be a speaker. And one year I said, I really want to speak as, at many, as many pet industry events as I could, can. And I think I did seven um, conferences that year, which was crazy. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of travel. So that's something else you have to think about. So tip number two, I would say to you, ask yourself, what are the top three areas that I love to speak about? What are those top three areas that you love to speak about that I feel like I have, I'm an expert in, um, that I can talk about all day long in my sleep? I've been doing this forever. What are those top three areas? So why do I say, What the top three areas is because often when you're pitching yourself to speak at a pet industry event, you may be asked to do three different sessions. So think about those top three areas of expertise that you're already giving information out on the regular. And if you're not sure, a lot of times people don't even realize what those top three areas are. Think about what your frequently asked questions are that you get all the time as a pet business owner. What are they always going to you for? Um, What are those frequently asked questions that somebody comes into your store, asks you about dog training, maybe you're a veterinarian, whatever those regular questions are that you really feel like you're an expert in, or perhaps you have additional schooling in and you know you're an expert in. So list those out. And that can grow as the years gone on. I've spoken for 15 years now on many different topics, um, but only in topics that I really felt strongly in, that I had expertise in and experience in. And I've even said no to some topics that were like, hey, can you talk on this? Absolutely not, because I don't want to make a fool of myself up on stage not knowing that area of the pet industry. So I have said no, and that's okay too. You can say no. That would be tip 2A is if you're so excited about becoming a speaker and perhaps somebody reached out to you and said, I saw what you're doing. I want you to be a speaker. Can you speak on these things? Be honest and say, I would love to be a speaker, but those are not the topics of my expertise because that's just going to put so much more stress and work on you to become that expert on the topics that you're not. So pick those three areas that you love to speak about that you are an expert in. Okay, so tip number three, start building a video library of your speaking sessions, even if they're in front of a smaller audience. Why? Providing a video or a call for speakers at a pet industry event is actually a requirement these days in many pet industry events and other if you're doing looking for speaking sessions outside of the industry on your area of expertise. But why I think you should do it is that you can watch them back and see areas that you can improve upon in your speaking session. Perhaps you're in a session and you have somebody ask a question. Are you properly answering their question so that they understand what it is that you're trying to teach them as you're speaking, right? So I think it's really important to yes, get those um, videos for speaking experience as you're pitching yourself. But I think it's really key to go back and watch them and watch them because, you know, you can be really critical of yourself and you might get everybody in the room saying this is really great. But I think the more that you watch them, the more that you can realize, oh, I didn't answer that question as well as I could have. Or Uh, Perhaps you were over talking and speaking over the audience and not letting them ask their questions. And then they're leaving feeling like they didn't really get the answer. If you're not sure, if somebody's asking you a question, the best thing to say is, I am not sure about that, but I could find out for you. Otherwise, you're just trying to, you know, steamroll like, oh, give them information that's not really appropriate for their question. So if you're not sure, be honest. It's the easiest thing that you can do as a speaker. Tip number four is be you, be yourself. It sounds simple enough, right? Speaking and standing in front of a room of 100 people or more in a breakout session can be super intimidating. But if you are yourself, you know your stuff, and you can connect with your audience, just like you're talking to a client or a customer, it's really gonna help your speaking style as you speak more and more, whether it's in small sessions where you are, Or you're pitching yourself i personally like to have a lot of fun with my speaking sessions not to say that i didn't have absolutely terrifying stage fright from time to time or things that happened before the speaking session during the speaking session that you feel like you're having an outer body experience but i was myself i wasn't trying to be anybody else the one thing I will say is I always have to make sure I don't curse on stage. And I know that sounds funny, but I'm from New York. I can curse a lot. You know, depending on the venue, you may not want to be cursing. Some venues, it might be a little bit less, um, you know, worrisome. But that's for me, my speaking style. I was myself, but I had to make sure I edited myself on certain words. So I would say that sometimes when speakers are starting out, one of the things they do is they'll emulate who they admire. Perhaps you took a course with somebody who you love and you want to really be like and you want your business to be like them. And then you try to talk like them and sound like them and it's not really who you are. And I think being yourself, sharing your knowledge and expertise is and showing your human side that is going to shine through while you're speaking, teaching and connecting with your audience. If you're trying to be like that person, you're emulating a little bit and listen, it happens when you're first starting out. It's okay. But if you're really trying to be someone else or talk about a topic that is not your area of expertise, you know, or do things that you're not really comfortable with on stage, like maybe you are trying to be really funny and you're more of a straight shooter, you know, like certain things, that's also going to shine through and not always in the best way and can make you feel really uncomfortable. So the more that you're yourself and you're really thinking about, you know, things that you love to talk about and how you can connect with that audience that is going to shine through that's going to keep people in that breakout session that's going to keep people coming to the next breakout session and having fun and realizing that wow this person is dynamic i want them i want to learn more from them so you know think about that as you're growing in your speakerhood i think i just made that up speakerhood okay so tip number five if you have not already done this, look at the pet industry events that you dream of being a speaker out and list them out. If you've never been to that specific event that you wanna speak at, that could be a really good place to start. Attend the event, attend a bunch of the sessions at the event. This way you can see how different speaking sessions are laid out, how they're done, etc. This will help you understand on what it, what is expected of you and what you can expect as a future speaker. I can't stress this enough. Uh, this year, as I'm recording this, I'm coming up on my six years speaking at Global Pet Expo, which is crazy that it's six years. I'm so grateful to be going back. And I went to Global for, I think, five or six years before I ever spoke there. And I sat in on a lot of sessions. And it was a dream of mine to speak there, but I was very fortunate as they reached out to me because I was already speaking at a lot of places. It's not ego, it's just history, right? And I think that it's really important. I've been to other um, conferences that I was like, no way would I be a speaker here. It's not my area of expertise, like veterinary conferences. I could talk about like marketing, PR, all the things to a vet community. I can you know, rotate what my area of expertise is to that. But some of them were intimidating. I was like, nope not speaking to (laughs) this room of people. um, Because I went and I, you know, decide I don't want to pitch myself to speak at certain places. And that's okay, if you find that too. But I can't stress enough is attending the events, learning what they're about what they're looking for in a speaking session, and knowing what those speaking sessions were done previously. So if you haven't already looked at our pet industry events calendar, we will link it in the show notes. But we have I think it's up to 80 pet events during the year, this year in 2023, and it's still always growing. So there's plenty of opportunity for you to look into a potential speaking perhaps later this year or maybe in 2024 um, and so forth. So a bonus tip for me would be don't let speaking intimidate you to the point that you change your mind. Perhaps you go to one of those breakout sessions And you're overwhelmed by the amount of work that the speaker did don't let it intimidate you they started somewhere too right and their first speaking session was probably very nerve-wracking as well and maybe they've been speaking for 10 15 20 years maybe even two years and they're just really good at it do not let it intimidate you i know so many brilliant people that after i'm speaking with them or maybe i interviewed them for our podcast or our live video show I'm like, oh my God, you need to be a speaker. You have so much to share. Your gift needs to be shared. But they're not interested in speaking and being on camera. Sometimes people don't even want to be on live video for an interview because they're so worried about how they're going to look and sound, right? So speaking is not for the faint of heart, but I don't want you to be intimidated by it. Um, When you're surrounded by your peers and you're teaching what you know, you're going to get really good positive feedback and people are going to come up with you and connect with you and want to know more. So I've had some really scary experiences that have you know, definitely stretched my fear of speaking. And I will tell you this, a fun fact, when I was in college, I actually had to take a speaking class. I went for communications and television production. And I was a TV producer for 10 plus years behind the scenes. Don't put the camera on me. You don't need me in that shot, like terrified of the camera. But I had to do a speaking class. And my school was a smaller school. I went to New York Tech in Old Westbury. And I think our speaking class was like eight or 12 people. So it was not a lot of people. I hated the class. I hated having to get up and speak. Each week we had to speak on a different topic. We had to write our speech. I hated everything about it. I'm grateful that I had that experience now, but I hated it. And I also told all of my friends and family when everybody was getting married, don't ask me to speak at your wedding because I don't want to do it. So. You might have that fear. You might be really intimidated by it. You might be really scared by it. But I'm honestly grateful for those fearful moments for moments where maybe the cord fell out of my laptop and my slides went away in the middle of the presentation and I'm on stage with a room of a hundred people and I'm like, oh great, my slides went away. Here's another fact. If you know your content well enough, the slides are just for the audience. You don't really need the slides. If you prepare well enough, you don't need the slides, but you know, I was like, oh, all right, great. I just remained myself and was like, let me think about if I can get this to fix it, put it back together, P- plugged in some of the cords because the AV person wasn't there. And it took a few minutes and it came back on. After that session, um, I, and a very nice lady came up to me and said, oh my God, I can't believe you didn't freak out. And I said, well, why would I freak out? There's nothing I could do to control that my slides popped away. And she's like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. She's like, I would have been terrified. I'm like, It is what it is, right? So I'm grateful for all of those crazy speaking experiences. One time my slides wouldn't load, and a couple of people started leaving the session, and it was about PR. So I just started the presentation because I already knew it, and I already rehearsed, and I did PR for 14 years. So you know, it wasn't exactly how the slides went, but I had it pretty well rehearsed in my brain, and I said, you know what, guys? We don't really need the slides. I'm just going to go for it. And it took like 20 minutes for those slides to load. I don't know what the problem was. The AV girl was amazing and worked on it. But I didn't let that stop me. I didn't say, oh, oh well, I guess the slides aren't working because I'm there as a speaker. I'm not going to disappoint the show. That's another part of it, right? You're there as a featured speaker. You don't want to disappoint the show. So you do have to move on. And as they say in show business, move on with the show. So I'm really glad for all of those moments that I've had and really forced me to just move forward, pivot, and do it without freaking out. I might have been profusely sweating that you didn't see, but I still moved forward and kept going. So I hope that these tips help. We actually have a brand new guide on how to become a speaker in the pet industry. And you can find that by going to com forward slash speaker and i hope that you check that out because there is pages and pages and pages of information places you could go tips that you can do far beyond this podcast on how to become a speaker and i think that you know if you're really thinking about it you should do it because it's always good for shows to have diversity in the different topics and different areas and different people that have expertise in speaking so, I really hope this motivated you. And if you like this podcast, we would love for you to share it, give us a follow, a subscribe, a rating, a review, all of those good things. And if you do decide to become a speaker, please email me and let me know because I would love to cheer you on. So, I hope that helped. How to become a speaker again, go to American forward slash speaker to check out our very in depth guide with a ton of information. With 15 years of speaking history, um, I think it will help you move forward and become that highlighted featured speaker. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from today's episode was. Please let us know and leave us a review. If you're new to our podcast, we'd love it if you subscribed, shared this episode, and I hope you tune in regularly to hear from our next guest and get tips, ideas, and stories about the pet industry from yours truly. Want to know more about the pet industry? Go to AmericanPetProfessionals.com. Okay, Pet Pros, until our next show, take care, and don't forget to spend some time with your pets today.